This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the Word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the Word. You don't have to be sad through this holiday season. I want you to submit your grief over to the Lord. Give the Lord your grief. Some of you are grieving over lost opportunities, lost relationships, lost opportunities, and even lost loved ones. But I want you to give your grief, submit your grief over to the Lord, and in exchange, take his joy, his joy unspeakable, full of glory. It's for you. It's released over you now in the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Take off the spirit of heaviness and put on the garment of praise now in Jesus' name. We worship a lot of my time away, so I'm going to dive right in. I have only two passages of scripture that I'm going to hit today. One is the scripture that we've been studying on for several months, which ties in the full armor of God. I'll just start with verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 6. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert. Then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take the Take faith as your wrap-around shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. And take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. Pray the promises of God and not the problem. My discussion for today is believe it. Believe it. When we believe, we shall receive. When you believe it, you will see it. I'm going to go to a familiar story found in Luke chapter 1. And I may pick up some excerpts, but I want to read down just a little bit so that we can see here in the word that when you believe it, you'll see it or you'll receive it. Luke chapter 1. And what I like about Luke, Luke was a physician, so he always added extra detail to help us to get a clear picture. When we have a clear picture from the Word of God, when we see it in the Word of God, when we get the revelation from the Word of God, that is the place where our faith is automatically released. When you see it in the Word of God, then your faith is automatically released. So when I see it in the word, I have a revelation of what God's will is. Then I lose my faith. My faith 
takes off at the, at the speed of light to go to accomplish what the word says I can have. Are you listening to me? When I go to the bank, I'm not asking for what I can't get. I'm asking for what's already mine. When I go in the bank, I don't put write a deposit slip out or write a check out for what's, what I don't have in my account. So I'm not asking if I can have it. It's already mine, and I'm going to tell you how I want it back. Give me all 50. It's mine. So I get to have it upon demand. Are you listening to me? So when I know what is in my account, when I know what is in the word, I just put my deposit slip, my withdrawal slip of faith, and I extract it right on out in my life. Listen to me, and it doesn't have to take 15 years. Are you listening to me? So let's begin reading at Luke chapter 1 and verse 5. It says, There, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias. So we got to have a revelation that Zacharias was just like Moses and Aaron. He was very learned. He was a priest. He was a high priest. So he wasn't just a regular everyday somebody. He was well trained of the division of Abihai. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, Aaron again being a high priest, and her name was Elizabeth or Betsy. I thought y'all would laugh right there. <laughs> Verse 6, and they were both righteous before God, and they were both righteous before God, meaning that they did what they were supposed to do. They disciplined their minds, they disciplined their hearts, they disciplined their bodies as best as they could. They lived an overcoming life. It says, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Seven, but they had no child. You got to understand that in biblical times at this time, when you had a child, it, 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 it lent to the notion that you were blessed and that God was favoring you. But people that didn't have children, people looked at them like something was wrong, especially if you didn't have a male child. It says, and they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. So I started researching. I tried to find out, well, how old were they? They were well advanced in years and all I could find in my study, and I didn't exhaust it, of course, but all I could find was they were probably somewhere between 60 and 70 years old. So they were well past childbearing Years, So they had been barren and looked upon as such, even though uh, uh, Zacharias was a high priest, but looked upon as like something might be a little bit wrong, even though they were both righteous before the Lord. It says Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. So it was while he was serving as priest before the Lord in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So the priest would only, they would do a lot type of thing where you would get chosen randomly who would do it and you only did it for like one week in your whole lifetime. 
It was such an honor and it was such a privilege. Your, when the lot fell on you, you had the opportunity to go in and burn incense, which is indicative of offering prayers unto the Lord like a sweet-smelling savor to the nostrils of God. So here he is, 60, 70 years old, well past the childbearing years before his time came. Let's see what happened. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, the lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of people was outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fell upon his face. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. I need to let somebody know God heard you. I need somebody to get a revelation that God heard you. The angel confirmed it to him. He appeared and he told Zacharias, don't be afraid, don't worry about nothing. He says, your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Spirit, the the pneuma, the wind, the breath of the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord, dear God. They had gotten away from what they knew was right. He's going to turn them back. He's going to get them back on course. And he will go before him with a capital H-I-M, indicative of the Messiah. He will go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the father to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord, a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said to the angel, let's stop, look at everything that the angel said to him. I would have been in there bucking. I've been waiting all this time here. I am 60, 70 years old. And the angel from the Lord, this is like a rain of words. This is a word from heaven saying, God heard you. Not only did he hear you, he answering your prayer. You're going to have joy and peace and many are going to be blessed. Come on. I would have just started bucking. I probably would have just fell out in the spirit. Are you listening to me? But Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. From the original writing, it lends to the notion of prove it. Prove it. I'm old. My wife old. We're past childbearing years. I've been praying for this for a long time. Prove it. Herein lies an issue. There are certain things that we pray for for a long time, and it's not that God doesn't want to give it to us. We're just not believing. You're expecting the worst. 
You're believing God for love, but everybody that comes in your life, you're suspicious. You got a wall built up. You got a guard built up. You won't let any, any love in, and you won't let any love out. Are you listening to me? We're praying and not really expecting. When you believe, you expect something to happen. When you see the will and the plan of the Lord, right then your faith should be released and your actions should go in obedience to the word that you have received. Instead of him immediately shifting into faith, he was like, prove it. It's been a long time. I've been praying all this time. Now me and my wife are old. Prove it to me. And the angel answered and said, I am Gabriel. I am the mighty man of God who stands in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and to bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute. Now here's my deal on Gabriel. He came from the presence of the Lord. So the Lord sent him on assignment to encourage Zacharias' faith so that God's will for Zacharias and Elizabeth could come to pass. Now, just like your words can't go out, the words of the Lord can't go out and return void, an angel on assignment from God can't go back to God talk about it, uh, they wouldn't let me do it. He's like, I'm not trying to go back to the Father. Because of your foolishness, your mouth just going to be shut. I'm going to have to shut your mouth so I can open your wife's womb. I've got to shut your mouth so that her womb could be open. Because I'm not trying to go back to the father with a report that's negative. Are you listening to me? We know how the story goes. Let's drop down. Let's drop down. Let's go to verse... 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. I really, I have an affinity toward Gabriel. Do you understand? Angels really don't play. They don't really have no sense of humor. They're on assignment. Whatever God tells them to do, they're all about the Father's will. Are you listening to me? He says, it says in verse 27, uh, Gabriel was sent to, by 26, Gabriel was sent by God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed or engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. Betrothed me that they were literally married. Everything was done. All they had to do was come together for the ceremony and consummate. But everything was in place as if they were married. The only thing is they couldn't consummate the marriage. The virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Are you listening to me? But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Remember, she was just a young girl. Zacharias had been in this thing for a long time. He had studied all of the ordinances, all the laws. He, all she did was hear and believe. She just trusted whatever God told her to do. 
And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this is. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, capital S-O-N, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne after his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Not prove it. But you know I'm not married, right? I mean, I haven't, I haven't consummated the marriage, right? So she didn't say, prove to me. She just said, I don't understand, but because I don't know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this now is the sixth month for her who was called barren. So just like Gabriel spoke the word to Zacharias, who knew all of the customs and all of the ordinances and practiced it and perfected it and taught it and everything else, now, coincidentally, and it's not a coincidence, the lot fell on him to go, and the angel appeared to him. So the angel told Mary what was going to happen He said, the Holy Spirit is going to come up on you. And he gave her a contemporary example. You remember Elizabeth, the one everybody knows as barren? She's pregnant, and she's six months, six months along. That was to anchor her mind for something that couldn't make natural sense. There were examples in the Bible of other people who had children in their old age, the whole father of faith, Abraham. They were descendants of Abraham. So they knew, they had already known that this has happened before. But there was no place in the scripture that ever said that a young girl would have the Messiah birth him, and there was no example of somebody having a virgin birth. So she did not have to understand it She didn't even have to know how God was going to do it. She just had to believe it. Listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. Oftentimes, we spend so much time trying to figure out how God is going to do it. That's his business. So you mind your business. Your business is to stay in faith and believe it. Are you listening to me? Let me read a little bit more, and then I'm going to have to close in just a moment. He says, your, your, your cousin, Elizabeth, also conceived her son in her old age. Just to let you know, God is working. And then verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Who needs to hear that today? With God, nothing is impossible. You might not know how. Listen to me. While you're trying to figure it out, he's already worked it out. You don't have to know how. You just have to 
believe it. Verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Listen, let it be to me according to your word. Go on and do what you said you're going to do in my life. I yield my life for you to show out in my life. I don't exactly know how you're going to do it, but I trust God at his word. I've never seen this done before. Oh, good God Almighty, God is about to make you an object lesson to a whole bunch of other people that never seen a move of God move so quickly and precisely in your life so that their faith can be established. This young girl who hadn't been serving for 70 years, who hadn't been praying and known all the ordinances, all she knows is when I hear what the word of the Lord is, I hear what God's will is, I agree. I'm going to be in agreement. I and the Lord are the majority and the majority rules. Just believe. Here's the funny part of this last part of the scripture. And the angel departed from her. (laughs) Well, my work is done. I can go back to the father. Because when she believed it, then she conceived. She believed and she conceived. Come on. Conception began with her mouth and with her faith. Remember the ABCs of faith. We ask, believe, confess, demonstrate, expect, forgive, and give. According to God's word, I don't really know how he's going to do it. Listen to me, that's why I said God hasn't changed his mind. Well, he knows the plan that he has for you. Don't let the devil hoodwink you into thinking that you don't have a supernatural divine destiny. God never changed his mind. From when you were wrought in secret and formed in your mother's womb, God still hasn't changed his mind about you. He knows the faults, he knows the failures, he knows the stumbles and the fumbles and the failures, and he still didn't change his mind about you. I'm tickled at Gabriel. He was like, I can go on and go back to the father. Because as soon as she believed, it was already done. As soon as you believe, it's already done. As soon as you believe, it's already done. Believe it. So God can manifest. Listen to me. Don't you get get a revelation? Don't you know that God wants to show out in your life? Listen to me. People saw you go through publicly. People may have had a whole bunch to say about it. (laughs) You might have felt some kind of way embarrassed about it or, or whatever. Child of God, dust that off right now. And believe God's will and word for your life. God's word will not return to him void. Are you listening to me? All you have to do is believe it. Let me give you my definition, and I've got to let you go, and I'm going to pick up on this, and we'll learn a little bit more a little bit later. We know that where the will of God is known, revelations comes. When I understand God's purpose, there's a thing out now. 
understand the assignment. <laughs> when a person understands the assignment, they show up and they fulfill it. When you understand God's purpose, I can trust God 100% of the time with every fiber of my being that his will shall come to pass. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. And he wants to bombard your thoughts with the what ifs. And what if this, and what if that, and what if the other? But remember, he comes with insidious insinuations and menacing mind games to get you distracted on what you know is the truth. What is the truth of the word of God over your life? You've got to find where it is written. Once you see it in the word of God, you will not stumble or you will not falter again. Are you listening to me? Then all I have to do is align my prayer with the word that I have already found, and it shall come to pass. Listen to me. We spend too much time trying to figure it out. While you're trying to figure it out, God already did it. The angel left. She said, be it unto me according to your word. I don't have to understand it. You from the Lord, you Gabriel, you the archangel, you came from God on assignment. You gave me a contemporary example. You told me what God's will is. You told me what God's way is. I got an example, be it unto me, according to your word. I need you to shift right here in this season and put your believer, because your believing is is an act of your own volition. You get to choose what you believe, and believing is basing your reliability on a credible source that's bigger than yourself. Now, if Anna May had came and told her that, she might have had a different response. But she came from Gabriel, who stands in the presence of the Lord. God said that about me. Then I believe it, and that settles it. What do you know? God said about you. Already I know on the inside of you, you know that there's greatness. You know that there's untapped potential. You know that you're way bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. You're trying to figure out how will this be accomplished. That's not your business. Your business is to believe it. When you partner with God, He's the one that does the answering. You got to do to be the one that's doing the praying and the believing. He told me that. I was just praying, 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 praying. He said, your job is to pray. My job is to answer. You do your job. I'm going to do my job. He sent his word. Listen to me. To heal all our diseases. He sent his word to heal all, not some of them, all our diseases. What is a disease? Something that has come against your ease. Now you're worried. You're trying to figure it out. You're anxious and all this. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but he did give you power, love, and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind that can trust God. Even when you don't see no way out. You don't see how God is going to do it. Don't you understand? That's when God shines the brightest. In impossible situations. 
What is more impossible than a virgin conceiving the son of God and never known a man? She didn't get all in her, all up in her head knowledge. She simply believed it. As I close the dam over time, I want to encourage you. This is the season right now. This is the season of believing. And I need you to believe that God still has a plan for you. That God hasn't changed his mind. I need you to believe that you're bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. Listen, but I need you to believe that you will fulfill your destiny in your lifetime. Listen to me. Believe it. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.